Welcome to Season 6 of Paper Talk, where we talk about tips and tricks on navigating and building your small creative business. I'm Quinn Nguyen of Pinga Mosey. I'm Jessie Chu of Crafted to Bloom. And I'm Sarah Kim of Handmade by Sarah Kim. In Season 6, we'll be sharing our experiences and insights on running a small creative business from managing finances to building your brand. We'll also be interviewing other small business owners and experts in the field to get their perspectives and advice. So join us as we dive into the world of small creative businesses and help you take it to the next level. Welcome back to season six. We're so excited to have our amazing, lovely guest, Poi T. Karnati with us. If you haven't heard from her before, she was on episode 81. We're so happy to have you back with an update on your business. We know that you appeared on the Today Show, which is so amazing. Thank you for spreading the joy of paper flower. So how have you been doing, Poi? Thank you for having me. It's been great. Summer, right? That's why I called my studio summer space because I've loved the weather. And of course, Sarah, in California, I would love to move there (laughs) to get like all the sun and everything. But yeah, it's been great. How about you guys? It's been really great. It's very cold and wet here in Seattle. As usual, that doesn't change. We don't get warm weather until July 5th. So that's we still have weeks away. <laughs> it's coming up. It's coming up. Yep. <laughs> You'll be surprised here in California. It's actually gloomy. It's been gloomy for like weeks. It feels like Seattle weather, really. Oh, wow. Yeah. So yeah. what have you been up to, Poi? Wow. Okay. Where do I start? I think I can start with like currently I am working on my rebranding of like my overall branding because I've been doing this studio for I think three years now full time. And before that, it was like maybe a couple of years doing it as a hobby. Of course, like things developed and then I like reiterate of like how much I wanted to or who do I want to reach to and kind of like looking back into the business, what kind of things that I want to double down or something that I want to change. This past summer, I traveled a lot as well. So that's why, okay, I'm going to do branding. I said that in the beginning of the year and haven't done yet because of the whole crazy things. But that's what I'm doing right now and test it out of like different methods and different things. And especially for today that we're going to talk about social media. So I definitely have a lot to unpack on that as well. Yay. It's so funny. So Sarah and Poi were talking earlier about the topic that we're going to discuss with Poi today. And one thing that, I don't know, with COVID, I felt really fatigued about dishing it out on social media. And I think Instagram made it worse because they kept changing the algorithm. Yes, one day Reels is really important. And now Reels is not important. And then hashtag was important. Now hashtag is not important. It's just like constantly changing. And I wish they would just like, this is our standard. Just stick to this. Mm -hmm. You'll be fine. Do whatever you need to do. Why can't they do that? Why are they constantly switching things around? I think as creatives and artists, we like something that is like standard that you can always rely Mm -hmm. on. And that's what it was at the very beginning of Instagram. It was wonderful. And I don't know why they feel like they need to compete with other platforms. Instagram was the first one for a lot of us Mm -hmm. to be on. And I have to say, Instagram is for a particular age. The younger ones like to be on TikTok. But Mm -hmm. if you're savvy, TikTok is great. I think Mm -hmm. all three of us are on TikTok. Yes and no. I just deleted the app like last week. (laughs) Tell us your reason why you deleted the TikTok app. I don't know. I haven't actually been on it that much. The reason that I downloaded it was about like a year when my friend was like, hey, like you should convert your reels into TikTok. That was when like real was like yes. a thing, right? So I definitely had a lot of videos. I'm like, why not just repost the reel on TikTok when a lot of people would do the other way yeah. around? And then like at one point I was just like, I just don't 
don't have time to do that. I'm not on that a lot. And I'm just like, eh, like I'm not on it anymore. It's declutter, not just my physical space, but also like digital space as well. So that's the reason why. Sarah, you and I talked about TikTok quite a bit. And we also had that debate, like copying your reels off of Instagram, bringing it over to TikTok. And then also on YouTube Shorts is another platform that we all post mm-hmm. on too. Sarah, tell right. everyone your thoughts because I found it very interesting and it convinced me to go back on TikTok again <laughs> because you're saying that the viewers are different. Yeah, I feel like all my audience is very different on each social media platform. Mm-hmm. So I do recycle through the same video on all the different platforms, but I'll get a different engagement on each one. And I feel like there's a purpose for it all separately. Like mm-hmm. Instagram, I feel has more loyal followers, but then I have TikTok followers, but they're more instant. But the chances of those instant followers give me more viral videos. Mm-hmm. So if it it does go viral, then I would get more followers even on Instagram. So I Mm. use my TikTok as my more like quick fame or Mm. quick follower counts from TikTok to go to Instagram or my YouTube. And then my YouTube shorts, I'm just on it just to be on it because Mm -hmm. I'm already on all the other platforms. Yeah. But it does add your views onto your monetization to YouTube. Mm -hmm. So if you want to continue doing that, YouTube Shorts is important. And I'm on Pinterest too. Mm -hmm. But I recycle through the same video on all the different platforms. Mm -hmm. But I feel like they have a different purpose for each of them. Mm -hmm. So I would say just, I don't know, like it's like a few more extra minutes to be on there. But I would literally post the same thing Mm -hmm. on all the different platforms. Marketing changes all the time. You really have to be Mm -hmm. up to date on all the technology and figuring out like AI. AI is the hot topic right now. How can you make Mm -hmm. it work for yourself? So we're going to have another episode on that, which is going to be really Mm -hmm. interesting. I have a specialist coming in that's going to be talking about how creative can use the AI to help make their business more efficient which is really interesting Mm, to me. Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely interested in that. Poi, your topic for today. How do you stay sane on all these changes on social media? Because it's hard. It's really fatiguing. How do you cope with that? That's a good question because I want to know the answer as well. (laughs) (laughs) You might see from the outside, it's, oh, you feel sane. I'm like, oh, I'm behind the curtain. Like, I'm not. (laughs) I can't find a solution, but and I'm still going through it myself and I'm happy to share the experience on what it worked and what I tried and what didn't work and what I'm doing right now. Yeah. So I guess I can start on like for Instagram, right? I have two separate accounts for my personal life, which is definitely private. And then the business account where I share maybe like 20% of my personal life. Like I've tried like in, in the past, like cold turkey, what I deleted the app on the phone, deactivated my account multiple times. But guess what? Like I failed within like a few days, I'm, like <laughs> anxious, of, ah, want to go back in. And now what I... I'm like, I think maybe this is the right path for me that I didn't delete the app, but I get, I didn't give a specific date deadline that I'm going to be out for like one month. This isn't an airport that you would like announce your departure. Yeah. So I set intention more than setting the deadline. I'm not going to be on the app, but I want to be more present. Mm -hmm. And whenever I get on the app, like I allow myself to like, all right, I'm just going to look for the video of Sarah's. DIY videos and things like that. And I'll be like, okay, that's enough for today. Let's just go for a walk. Yeah. So stack the habit or like condition myself to only do it on the break time and during work hours. And then at nighttime, I charge my phone like somewhere else and didn't get the phone at all. So 
It's been working out for me and hopefully that sticks and helped in the better way. And I've been on on break with social media, like not posting a lot. And when I was in like three big vacations, I was in Miami, Grenada, Aruba. And I didn't take any, I post some photos, but I used to post so much and I took photos and videos only to take, to send it to my family in Thailand, but I didn't post any that on social media at all. And I felt that kind of helped me like being present with, okay, let's snap maybe five photos and that's it. And just let's forget about the phone. And it helps so much better for Yay. my mental health and everything. Yeah. That's- oh, I'm liking it so far. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> One thing I did to help me get away a little bit from Instagram was turn off the notification. Just not mm, having that yeah. that number right next to it. It's like you have mm-hmm. like X amount of notification. Mm-hmm. Turning that mm-hmm. off was a huge side of relief. So I'm not pressured. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's nothing. Yeah. And so it's like a yeah. mind trick until I was ready to open the mm-hmm. app. Yeah. Yeah. I turned that off since the very first time that I had the app. So mm-hmm. I don't really care as much of notification of who liked my post and whatnot. Yeah. I'll see once in a while. But then, yeah, I, I agree with you on like turning off the notification is definitely so much better. How about you, Sarah? Uh, I'm the same way. I don't have the notifications as of now, mm-hmm. but I am on it because mm-hmm. I just want to have, I don't know, updates. And I think I do use it a little bit for my personal use, but I would say mm-hmm. I'm always looking for like inspiration and it's using Pinterest, but Mm -hmm. on Instagram. But actually, Poi, you were one of my artists that I wanted to interview because I felt that if I, Quinn had asked me, oh, what are the, who are the people that you want to interview? And you were one of the first people that was actually in my mind because I saw a lot of your stories and I saw a lot of your Instagram posts and at least the algorithm is working in your favor on my feed. (laughs) And I think it's, I was really attracted to all your like guides and workshop notifications and you had a lot of gift guides that looked really beautiful. So that's why I actually, I thought you were like on Instagram more often than you're mentioning <laughs> that now. Yeah. Okay. So you're doing a great job. I, I really liked a lot of your presence. And I, I also saw that like you were very like active and showing like yourself. So it was very much like Summer Space Studio with Poi, not just Summer Space Studios. So I felt mm. like I knew you without knowing you. So I think you're doing great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I agree. You made me want to just like record that and listen to it at oh. night. <laughs> Sarah said this to me. Oh. Just listen thank to this you. episode over so and over again. You can hear it. <laughs> I will. You're going to have a bajillion view, but then like half yeah. of that would be mine. I think that's the hardest part though. Like a lot of us, when we post on our Instagram or social media, it's mm-hmm. always just what we do and our mm-hmm. product. But mm-hmm. I think you you did a great job having your face on there and your presence. And so I want to know like how you continue to do that. And I feel, I don't know, you just have the personality for it. Thank you. I'm like super happy to hear about that. And I know that you mentioned like Pinterest and YouTube and we haven't talked about emails, newsletter and Quinn, like you mentioned that like the algorithm of Instagram and whatnot, that's like something that I wanted to talk to you guys about as well, because that's one thing when crazy real time, right? You have to post real every day. And like creator get bonuses and everything. That's like when I realized I'm like, okay, I want to focus on making the flowers, do all the things and not have to worry about, okay, I'm going to snap this video so I can post the reel. Once I have that, like I can't do this anymore Mm -hmm. because I just can't. So I look to other platforms and like, how can I like talk about my work a little more or better reach the audiences and 
of course, YouTube started and then I started YouTube, I think at the end of last year, I think I haven't been like posting consistently. And Pinterest is a big thing. Sarah, you know this as well. It's it's so powerful and it's just fit with my lifestyle of, yeah, I can bash the content and I don't have to talk about my personal life that much. And Pinterest people like it's like Pinterest. First off, Pinterest is not social media. It's yes. a search in, mm-hmm. right? So like you just have to work on like your SEO, your keywords, and then you're done and you can like bash your content. That's where I'm at right now. And I'm so fascinated by how much like it reached to people. There's like this video that I like a quick hydrant years that I did on Reels on Instagram for maybe like 15 seconds. And it's now still be like the highest like view on Pinterest. And it's still I got still got notification until today. It's been a year. Yay. And it's crazy. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, that's one of the maybe advice or for other people who feel that Instagram isn't really your game right now. So maybe try it out Pinterest. And the first thing that I would just challenge you to do, just post whatever one post a, a day. And then if you don't have the content or like website yet, just like link to your Instagram account and see where it takes you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For Pinterest, let's touch about that just a tiny bit. If someone mm. wanted to start Pinterest, how would you tell mm-hmm. them to set it up so they can be successful? Ooh, I'm not an expert, <laughs> but I can tell you like where, how did I start? And yeah. there, of course you can like chime in as well. I think like for me with my rebranding as well, like looking into a big picture or an overall picture first and then double it down, mm-hmm. narrow it down or double down. So I would start from researching your keywords, right? Keywords means say that I want to sell this peony. If for Instagram, like you would say that, hey, I'm making this peony right now. I'm showing you the behind the scenes and whatever. While in Pinterest, right, if you go on a search bar and then you, okay, peony, what kind of thing that people search about peony? How to grow peony, pink peony right now and whatever. So find the topics that is related to your product, right? Or find annotations or anything like peony related. Depends on like the niche you want to get to. For me, I want to go towards an art piece for like home decor or interior design, right? So I find the right keyword for like peony peony for mid-century modern homes, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with that, like looking into what is a user journey or what's a touch point or what like your customer or your target audience will search for and, you know, cross-check between Pinterest and Google of say that I say pink peony at decor at mid-century home decor and see what kind of content that comes up and then start from there from each of your products. And is it a workshop? Like is people searching for DIY home decor stuff or people are searching for pink peony for teachers, Mm -hmm. right? So you know exactly what kind of keyword you want to put into that specific post. Do I make sense? Yeah. Is that? Yes. Okay. Have you started (laughs) been using idea pins? I found that worked really well for me, but didn't they just take it away? Yeah. Wow, I was doing so well. (laughs) I was like, why? Yeah. (laughs) I know. Idea pins is another topic. Like I was trying to understand it. I'm like treating it as an Instagram story. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to post video. But then people were requesting to add links onto idea pins Mm -hmm. and then they basically take it out, like everything else. And now it's just like video and post and link it to each post. Yes. But yeah, like I haven't found the right formula for that yet. Right now I'm just, okay, let's just post every day and then schedule it for at least maybe 30 days in advance and see. Do you use Pinterest a lot, Sarah? Yeah, I think so. I use it actually more personally than my business, Mm -hmm. but 
ever since people were trying to get everyone on Pinterest, I felt mm. like I needed to use it as a business. And then just recently, I started actually trying to grow it. Mm-hmm. And it, I like went from under a thousand followers because I wasn't using it for business. I was just using mm-hmm. it for personal use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm actually at a, I think I'm at like 8,000 followers now. And it, like it's my second highest revenue on my mm analytics for my purchases. Nice. Awesome. So I would say Pinterest is really powerful, mm-hmm. a lot more powerful, even though I don't really understand how it like, <laughs> even when Poi was explaining this, I was, whoa, like, I don't even, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but then I use it a lot for my personal use. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming a lot of people do to use, but I'm not yeah. sure how are people using it to buy stuff? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was just um, for ideas. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know a little bit, but maybe I'm wrong for like for your thing, right? Like I know for a fact that you would have the board. It's basically your category. Say mm-hmm. like for me, I have like coastal home decor and summer activities and gift for teachers and things like that. And then within those boards and you would add some people's pins and also your stuff as well. Mm-hmm. So it's let the Pinterest algorithm or maybe other things knows that what your board is all about. But then you would have one anchor board. I think that was what they say. Anchor board is where you only have your pins, Mm -hmm. your products. So you have like workshop, corporate workshop and products. And then that would be just your thing. So when people discover your pins and then they would be like, come to your profile or follow the journey of converting or check out on the website, they know this is the overall thing that you are offering. But also with the other boards is when they discover your stuff and so that you can grab the interests of the people say that these people are super into DIY. So your pin would show it to them that you're doing some sort of DIY as well. So you want to be like shown in that demographics. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Is that good? Yeah. Yeah. It's great. (laughs) I love how you broke it down. It made it very simplified because I feel like a lot of artists They don't realize how powerful Pinterest can be because if you originally think about it, people usually write blogs, they would put in Mm -hmm. images, they would pin it over to Pinterest. And then when people Mm -hmm. click on it, it would take them over there. But it's actually so much more powerful than that because you can Mm -hmm. link it to your Shopify or Squarespace, Mm -hmm. wherever you have your shop or Etsy, and then be Mm -hmm. able to pin it on so many different boards with that same Mm -hmm. image. It's just the Mm -hmm. keywords that you're really being very specific on. And one tip I want to give you is use Mm -hmm. Google search engine. Type in that particular phrase that you want to say, paper flowers for home decor. Put that generic Mm -hmm. phrase in and what Google will do will spit out like those four things that people are searching on. That's Mm -hmm. what you want to use those keywords on. Yeah, I 100% agree. Yeah, so much to do. I feel (laughs) as an artist, yes, we're making our own stuff, but like how do you promote your own things to get people seen? Yeah, it's great to be like on Instagram showing your stuff, but there's only a specific Mm -hmm. number of people on there. There are a lot of people Mm -hmm. not using Instagram. So how do you Mm -hmm. hit up those different targets? And how do you separate yourself from being so fatigued? A hamster wheel. Got to post on this. Got to comment on this. And it's just so Mm -hmm. tiring if you do it from day to day. But like you said, Mm -hmm. that if you could batch work it like Pinterest, you Mm -hmm. shoot it and you do it and you're like, okay, done. Now I can do my own thing. Mm -hmm. Getting that separation in is really important for your 
saying of mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Not to give Instagram a bad rap no. because like I do have a lot of like really good yes. customers or like people who connect with me personally, like through Instagram when I shared about I love having McDonald's and fries and whatever. Yeah. And people would just like, connect with that. And some people would turn out to be a repeating customer mm-hmm. because of this whole thing. And they like give you trust and whatnot. So yes, you can detox it a little bit. Do you have any tips for us, Sarah, on detoxifying from all the social media pieces? I would say just be intentional, like Poi was saying, but I do give myself a little bit of a break technically like I try not to do anything on it on the weekend and it's like a Monday through Friday and I try to limit myself to it when it is Mm -hmm. specific work hours. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I would say yeah just be intentional with your social media use. I'm actually I want to say I'm on it for personal stuff too Mm -hmm. to check on my friends and Mm -hmm. like fashion related stuff. I love Mm -hmm. doing that stuff on social media Mm -hmm. too but I would say I am pretty consumed by it trying to learn the algorithm and Mm -hmm. figure out the analytics of this post and that post. And I get caught up on it too. Yeah, it's a hard one. And I do want to say like one of the biggest things though is that you could make money off of social media Mm -hmm. and being on YouTube and getting sponsored content. So it's like important because you Mm -hmm. do want to grow it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you got to figure out what you're using it for really. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Set your intention. I think, yeah, I Mm -hmm. definitely see how you balance between your personal life. And I see you definitely have like sponsor posts and whatnot. Do you like pitch to them or they contact you via DM or whatever? Well, a lot of the past uh, campaigns that I was able to do, they just find me on social media. Mm. So I I feel like I have to be on it all the time to be like Mm. noticed and be relevant. And I feel if you are a company and they Mm. look at your page and you haven't posted for a week or two, I might be a turnoff to them. Mm. I don't know. So I do try to be relevant. And Mm. like I mentioned, one of the biggest reasons why I I thought of Poi initially for social media is because I saw her face on stories and I saw her Mm. talking and she's active about doing those kind of posts. But I would say that's what companies are looking for, too. So I want to be on there as often as I can, too. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to be mm-hmm. like present and relevant it is a, and feel it's ready. A job. <laughs> <laughs> it's a job of its own to show up on your social media, really. Yeah. But I do want to say there was a lot of cool opportunities that came with social media. So mm-hmm. I would say yeah. be active on it, but mm-hmm. you need to find your balance for it, too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. My two cents of that, I do 100% agree with sponsorship and getting like campaigns and whatnot and things like that. And one of the good example is I post this like this reel or maybe like I did like a small live because I just wanted to test it out how Instagram live worked. And then I think I did that. And then a couple of months later, I got contacted by Adobe and then they did the partnership with them. And I'm like, oh, how did you find out about me? And then they sent me this live that I did. I was like mumbling and nothing was perfect because I just want to try it out. But then they saw the personalities. Yeah, definitely out there. If you're the one who's trying to, oh, I don't want to show my face on social, maybe try once in a while. But then on the flip side, I also like personally for a founder perspective, I feel guilty of talking about other products or talking about other things besides paper flowers. I feel guilty to, oh, am I to be too salesy? Or I'm like, 
promoting other products besides my stuff. What is your guys like thought on this? I feel like that's okay. <laughs> that's mm. why we're following okay. you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like I said, it's not Summer Space Studio. It's Summer Space Studio with Poi. I feel yeah. like it's so, but there are definitely Instagrams out there that it has nothing to do with the owner. And that's mm-hmm. okay too. I think it's mm. fine. And it's about the product itself. Mm-hmm. But I think that's why you popped up in my head because I feel like it mm-hmm. is it's you very much on the mm-hmm. on your social media. Mm-hmm. And I want to I want it to be like that where it's mm-hmm. not just about my product. It's about me and my product. Your lifestyle. And it, yeah. yeah. And it really is. I'm marketable, not my paper flowers. Exactly. And mm-hmm. only reason why is because I am getting older and I only want to make so many paper flowers. I feel like I could only keep up with certain amount of paper flowers that I can make. So Ideally, it would be amazing if I could get (laughs) more campaigns and do content related stuff rather than Mm -hmm. make thousands of flowers. And you guys know how that feels. Oh, yeah, Yeah. totally. 100%. I was like, you speak right to my heart. (laughs) (laughs) And I think when you're showcasing a product to me, I love it when people are very genuinely love the product, like their honest Mm. review. That really comes across versus Mm. you being like, oh, I got a campaign. I'm going to do it. And it's not, Mm. it's not half-assed. And I just don't Mm. find that appealing. And I'm just like, ready to swipe on to next. But when I see Mm. someone that's really passionate about it and just really Mm. want to promote it, I love seeing it because it shows well. Oh, awesome. Thank you. This is an unpaid therapy session. I love it. (laughs) It's awesome. We love you. We think (laughs) you're doing an amazing job and we can't wait to see all the different things that you're going to be working on. And do you have any big projects coming up? Oh, God. Right now I am working on holidays. (laughs) Holiday stuff. and I. Already? Oh, no, I might be. No, you're not. It's just that last year was hectic. Last year, I think I started a little later and I felt like very bad that I like didn't get control of all the things. I already have requests for Valentine's, which is weird. Two requests for Valentine's. That's wonderful. Like, that's, that is great. Yeah. yeah, I know. That is great. I think that's like for me, don't feel pressure that this is not your time yet. I think it's just my personal timeline. That like somewhere it's very slow for me. I don't really get a lot of orders. And I and personally, I just want to go out. And I'm sure some of you know that my husband's job is like a, not a nine to five. Like today he has off, like he just got off night. So after this, we're just going to go to the beach. Nice. I just want to be a, like, that is why I want this to work because I love this lifestyle. Yeah. So with that, I'm working the holidays right now, because like I know that when that's picking up and like I can, yeah, working on the beach for a little bit and then come back and putting us together. So yeah. Yes, I'm working on the holidays, and but don't pressure yourself that you're not working on it. It's just working for my timeline and my schedule. Okay, so I need to ask you, since you are working on the holidays, mm-hmm. what are some of the big flowers or color scheme that is expected mm-hmm. for 2023? Because I feel like it slightly mm-hmm. changes from year to year. So what are people mm-hmm. asking you for this holiday season? Yeah, like for my business, like I'm trying to focus more on a corporate gifting and corporate workshop. I've been missing in-person workshops so much. Same. And I that's why I want to pitch them earlier than later. For the color scheme, it's definitely red and wreath making. And sometimes I have to step out of like paper flower to do some like wreath making ornaments and whatnot. So usually like for me, I would give them like an example of some of the flowers and then they can twist. If say it is a corporate shop and what kind of company is that? Do we have a color that like reflect your brand? Or I would give them if it's a creative team, like I would provide them some like other color palette and I would do a plain, what's it called? A poinsettia, like white, and then they can color it themselves. So to your question, I don't actually have a color theme for that, but I do have a core like offering that like, yeah, we're doing poinsettia, but then you have the freedom to choose whatever 
would work for your team or your theme events and what. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Yay. So excited for you. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You too. (laughs) How long have you been doing paper flowers now? When did you start? Oh, good question. I I started in 2007 or 18, Mm -hmm. but I didn't do it full time until I lost my full time job until I think that was 2020. Okay. Yeah, 2020 yeah. was when I started full time. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I'm fine. I know, right? <laughs> so amazing. Oh, I love it so much. Yay. It's so good to have you like back on the show. And it's just Thank great for to having me. Checking you back in to see how you've grown your business. It's been amazing to watch you from like on Instagram and YouTube. <laughs> the feeling is mutual to both of you <laughs> and to mm-hmm. Jesse as well. Great. Also, this particular season for season six, we are asking everybody, what is their favorite snacking things when they're working? What do you love to snack on or drink? I made that face because I have too many. <laughs> it comes from like Cheetos, Kit Kat, or sometimes if I feel if I want alcoholic drink, I would have alcohol. There's so many, but yeah, two top thing is Cheetos and Kit Kat, but I can't really have that around my house because my husband would be like I'm gonna hide it because <laughs> my own problem I would finish the whole thing in one setting yes. I don't have self-control <laughs> when it comes to Cheetos it's like my kryptonite what about you guys Sarah what are your favorite things right now I just picked up a bag of true fruit it's like a <gasps> chocolate covered strawberry Me but it's too. a dried strawberry but it was from Costco and they're not in the frozen section because I know they have ice cream version yes of it, but now they have or i just found one that's like the dried version of it and it's really oh. good oh. Okay. okay i'm going to costco right yes. now <laughs> i would say i really love the ice cream one i can just get one it's like a I great dessert and you just nibble mm-hmm. on it and it's just so good that's mm-hmm. my favorite snacking thing we also got that at costco because it was on sales oh perfect time to try yeah. it out <laughs> okay add it to my list yeah. after chicken baked though <laughs> You're like, chicken you guys baked. like chicken baked? Oh, oh yeah. my husband, so that's good. his favorite. He was really sad when they took it off the menu at the food court. And But I think it's back now. Oh, it's but back. during it COVID, it yeah. was, he was it like, should, yeah. they took it off. He was so sad. It was like, why? That was amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if if I were to start a protest, that would be it. Like, right? Take a chicken bag back in. <laughs> yes. I One thing I wish, because we're so close to the Canadian border, the Costco mm. up in Canada has poutine. And Ooh. it's delicious. And they started serving buckets of fried chicken. I was done. I was like, in what? the food court? In the food court wow. in Canada because they fry the French fries so they can fry the chicken. <laughs> oh. I, I think you would have to do a weekend trip and show us. Hey, Come visit I, me. Let's I, go. <laughs> <laughs> I will. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. 